Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, and welcome to Intuitive Seek. I'm Mary Treen. And thank you so much for joining me today. There's so many, so many options out there. And I just feel so appreciative of anyone that spares their time to join me. So before we start, I want everybody to just close their eyes for a minute or soften your gaze and find your breath and just softly breathe in. And notice any tension that you might be holding. Offer some awareness to it. And then just relax. Relax your shoulders. Relax your hips. Relax your tongue. Relax your jaw. You know, move your neck around. I remember when I was working in my corporate job, I mean, I would have my ears or I would have my shoulders like up to my ears for a whole day and just tension in my whole back from the top of my shoulders all the way to the lower back, almost like it was um like a board so stiff and so just tense so tense ah, so if any of you are relate to that i hear you i feel it i understand and it doesn't have to be like that but try your best not to try your best not to worry about it but if you can just like once in a once in a little while, just really notice, ideally once a day, just really notice when you're doing that, when you're squeezing up and getting all of that anxious tension. Allow yourself to relax it just for a moment. Does that feel a little bit better? I hope so. Anyway, I thought that that felt um, like a really great way to start this episode. I think sometimes it's so easy to go on to the next podcast, go on to the next song, you know, download the next book off of your Kindle or go buy your the new book. And I've been thinking a lot lately about the life that I used to live, the day-to-day life, and the life I wanted to live, and then the life I'm living now, and the things they have in common, and the things that are very different. And one of the things that is so different that I now care about my breath, or more importantly, care about myself, I now am aware of my breath. I now am so aware of when I am holding tension in my body 
And before, like, it really reminds me that in my old day-to-day life, I mean, there would be times, I mean, speaking about, like, the tension I would hold, but there would be times when I would hold my breath. And I'm sure some of um, the listeners out there, I'm sure that you can relate to that. To going about your day-to-day, doing your job, whatever it may be, answering that phone call, making that call, writing that email, creating that project, and you're going about it, maybe rushing to go get a coffee or rushing to go get your lunch, rushing to get your kids, where you're kind of living in the future. And there is a moment where you've stopped breathing Do you relate to that? Has that ever happened to you? Where you're going about the things that you need to do and then you realize you take that breath and it's probably a pretty shallow breath, but you take that breath. And from my personal experience, when I would remember that breath, that like, breathe in, I would be flooded with thoughts and feelings of why, why am I living a life right now where I'm not even allowing myself to breathe? So if you're living a life in your day to day where there are moments where you're not even allowing yourself to breathe, that definitely means there's in, ah, <laughs> isn't that funny? It's like, I don't want to give advice, but that would be worth looking into to really, you know, even making a note on your phone that on this day at, you know, 3.28 PM, I realized that I stopped breathing because it's a really normal reaction to our stress and our anxiety, isn't it? It really is. But the way I said that, like, I stopped breathing. I, it made me a little, it made me sad that I didn't feel that I was worth enough to breathe. That I was really treating my body and my spirit and my soul like commodities. I mean, I'm sure you've heard before that There's a kind of theory or, I guess, philosophical, what would you call it? It's like a philosophical stance or spiritual belief, maybe? Anyway, I'm not big about labels. I really want everybody to just kind of decide what things are called and what they believe in on their own. But I have experienced the truth of this, that what how you feel on the inside reflects or how you feel on the inside is reflected in your reality around you. So how you're speaking to yourself, the things you're doing, the things you're focused on, those can be reflected or you just notice them more. I think it's more like that. 
Yeah, for me, it's definitely more like that. Like when I am feeling really irritated, then I find things that are more irritating around me. If I'm feeling really inspired to, you know, make my art or write a story or a poem, all the things I love to do, then I also start to notice more inspirational things around me. All of a sudden that, you know, that dried rose that I've had for a very long time, I see a new tone in it, or there's an angle where the light hits it in a certain way. It reminds me of being a teenager on the flip side and being so aware of everything, so self-conscious and if I had, say, like a pimple on my chin, for the rest of the day, I would really just be looking at everybody's chins. Or if you got a new car, say so you got like um, a Toyota, all of a sudden you, all you see are Toyotas on the road. Like it's definitely a phenomenon, a human, like a human nature phenomenon. But it does in like that micro way or macro way in that more focused way, <laughs> in that more focused way, it really shows that we create the reality we want. We create the life we want. And that used to annoy me. That used to make me so, uh, what's the word? It used to make me really like judgmental and like a little apathetic about the world where I would think, well, it's not that easy. It can't be. It can't be that simple. What about people that are suffering in marginalized communities and in countries around the world where they, you know, don't have clean water? Like, are they so negative on the inside? Is that baby really thinking that they're a terrible person so they have malaria? Like, no, I, I don't think that's true. I think that is... um more of a, like a magical thinking arena. And on my, you know, spiritual intuitive development, it's been really important to keep myself and my experiences grounded because we're in this reality. Like we are in the world, in physical bodies, we are animals, we are terrestrial animals that descended from high apes which I always love to remind myself that really you'll hear that a lot. You'll hear it a lot, but it's not to annoy you. <laughs> it's to remind myself that we are not, we are no different than the nature that we create everything with. And I, it's easy for me to forget that. So I think instead of the magical thinking the way you can create your reality from how you feel inside is reflected around you. It's more about how you choose to respond to life. Are you reacting or are you responding? And what does that even mean? <laughs> you can tell today I'm just very, um, I don't know. I just felt really, I felt like, I want to talk today about something. I don't know what it is, 
but I feel very, I feel a lot of energy in my body and I feel like my throat really wants to speak. It's even like closing up a little bit because of like the fear of maybe I'm not going to say the right thing. But the whole reason I created this podcast was to help empower whoever is listening to do whatever they want to do, to be empowered by all of the gifts and the beauty and the power that they hold inside, which is something that I witnessed over and over and over again with my clients in my intuitive energy work. Every session, I would be blown away by all the answers and all the guidance that every client held. And I would find that the more I focused on what they had rather than what I was giving to them, because I wasn't giving anything to them, and I don't in my practice. Like, I'm not... And it's not to be like humble, humble braggy, RIP, Harris Whittles from Parks and Rec, if anybody remembers, but it's not to humble brag. It's truly because I found, I found that part of my purpose was to hold space and reflect back to my clients, everything that they already are that gets clouded. And then I need somebody to help me with that too, because it's hard for me to do it on my own. We are each other's medicine. We need each other's support. And working with your energy body is one of the fastest ways to kind of get grounded back into that guidance that you hold. And our emotional body is one of the most important tools for us to recognize in ourselves. What is an emotional body? Well, I believe, and what I've witnessed in my practice and in myself, because working with my own emotional body has been one of the biggest game changers, life changers for me. So what I've found with the emotional body is that it is kind of the link between our physical and our mental bodies, if you will. And our emotional body is so unique because it houses, holds all of our responses and our reactions to the world around us and how our you know, our childhood was, the world that we moved through since we were born. It can hold on to the trauma, the big and the small. Anything that changes or adjusts our worldview of ourselves and of others, that can get, um, well, it can get trapped. But really, right now, I'll just speak about how it holds. It has a memory. It has a total memory of everything that has happened to us and everything that we have done. If we had an emotional response to it. And our emotional body can be looked at as our hormones, our nervous system, 
the water that we hold in our body where we can be, you know, a little excessively bloated or very dehydrated. Even our tears, you know, how often we cry, how easily we cry, how we allow ourselves to cry. The emotional body is so important and it's an unbelievable thing to start to become aware of. I've seen and felt and believe that our emotional body also extends out, that it's almost like if our physical body could echo between, yeah, maybe it is like this. It's as if if your mind and your physical body kind of echoed together in response to everything that's happening around it, then that echo could be the emotional body where it extends as an energy outside of our physical body. There are so many things out there that say like, oh, it's exactly this many millimeters or this many inches. But that's, to me, those kind of... To me, those kind of specifics are not as helpful because they may or may not be true. The details of those can start to kind of gum up how we feel it works for us. And for me, it kind of depends on how far my emotional body energy extends around my physical body. I feel like it's unique to everybody. I feel like it's unique to everybody, right? Like everybody's body is going to be different. But the reason that I wanted and am focusing on it, I mean, truly, I don't know exactly the reason because Everything that I'm speaking about on every episode of this podcast, I truly just trust my intuition and intuitive guidance to speak about something that at least one person who decides to listen to this needs to hear or is interested in hearing about, like that it'll help them. That is what I truly believe. So I have to just trust that. And Right now, I feel super called to speak about connecting to your emotional body. Because the emotional body is so linked with our nervous system and our hormones, you know, our cortisol, all of the stress hormones, and the good hormones too. But the number the number one way to start connecting to it, because for so long, I was not connected to mine, And looking back, I can see how so many um, periods of my life where I was having physical pains or unexplained tension, you know, anxiety and depression even. Like connecting with your physical and your emotional body, treating both, you know, the Western medicine and you can call it Eastern, but also like more spiritual, metaphysical ideas about our health. Bringing those both together will give you 
the most information because it's whole. It's a holistic approach, right? So just speaking on, say, a, an anxiety level. If you are somebody who has experienced anxiety before on any level, if it's from, you know, a little bit of heart flutter and nervousness in your stomach or your chest to full-blown intense, maybe need to go to the hospital panic attacks. I'm so sorry if you have had to deal with that intense amount of anxiety because I completely relate to that and it's something that I've had to deal with my whole life. But before it gets to that kind of full-blown panic attack, we want to look at the kind of whispers that your intuition, that your emotional body is giving to you. And in this day and age, what easier way to connect to our emotional body than thinking back or maybe even just now, tuning in to bringing awareness to a little bit of anxiety that you may be holding in your body. So if you can connect and instead of judging and trying to fix it and trying to make it go away, really focusing on that feeling of anxiety in your body, you are connecting to your emotional body. And that emotional body of yours is trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you that maybe something in your life, the path you're going down, the person that you're meeting, the job you're in, maybe it's not an irrational fear, like a lot of anxiety is called. Maybe it's not just the frontal lobe, you know, primitive brain. Maybe it is your intuition calling to you. And I think there's room for both. I think there is room for irrational fear, anxiety that gets ramped up when you're in a stressful situation that needs management. But I've noticed myself and in my beautiful clients that I work with and in my friends in general, that that tension, that anxiety in our body is our emotional body wanting to be balanced back to its center, wanting to be able to kind of anchor our energy, ground our energy back because our mental energy our brain can go really fast and get really confused. I know mine, if I'm kind of disconnected from my emotional body, I will not even really notice that my brain will really start spiraling my mind. And my mind will begin to try its best to figure everything out. 
try to figure out how to do and how to save and how to be and how to make sure that everything that I'm doing in my life is the right way. Because that's how my mind knows to calm me down. But that is not a great way to do it because I'm not connecting to my emotional body. If I'm just focusing on allowing my mind to make my those physical symptoms that my emotional body is causing, then they'll just come back sometimes harder, sometimes stronger, sometimes in a much more, you know, destructive way, like a giant panic attack. So getting to know your energy body, really understanding it, reacquainting with it, because I know for sure that when you were born and when I was born, we were connected to our emotional body. Our minds, our physical and our mental, oh sorry, our minds, our physical and our emotional bodies, they were working together. And you can see that with newborns. I'm not a mother, but I have an amazing niece and I have some beautiful friends who have gorgeous children and you can see it. You can see that they're reacting to the new world around them. They're feeling that in their physical body and they're asking for attention. They're calling out for it. So when we start to respect ourselves, love ourselves, trust ourselves as much as we would if we were our own baby. And I, I love that I whispered that because is it a little embarrassing to say that? Maybe, maybe it's a little bit embarrassing because we've heard it all before. Be gentle on yourself, treat yourself like you have wanted to be treated. I mean, these are the golden rules of Christianity, right? Like this is, this is the golden rule of most religions. But if you can really, you know, give yourself that attention this week, try it just once. If you're so busy and I, I, totally understand that. And if you find it hard to even just take a moment to, to take a breath, I get it. I'm not going to tell you that the only way that you can really develop every intuitive gift that you hold and make sure that you are so connected to your intuition by meditating. I mean, it is true. Meditating is kind of the fastest way to connect back to your intuition. But it's not always realistic. It may feel like not a great idea for you to sit down for five minutes and quiet everything because you might be a little bit scared of the thoughts that might come in. So instead of worrying and, you know, being so hard on ourselves for not meditating this week, Try for maybe, you know, two to five minutes 
to get rid of all the distractions and focus on how you're feeling. And instead of trying to make sense of it, just focus on the literal physical feeling. And anxiety is a great one to focus on because most of us have a little bit of it because of this past year and just because of the society that we live in. We are bombarded by so much. Our sensory, our senses are in sensory overload all the time. I remember reading, I can't remember exactly where it's from, but I'm sure if you Google it, you can find it. I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes. But I believe that they did a study where now in one day, of a modern person living in 2021, we receive the same amount of sensory activity, of input from the outside, where our senses are, you know, receiving a lot through our email, through scrolling on our Instagram, to scrolling on Netflix, to our phones, like all of it, right? Everything. So in one day, we literally, from this study, receive the same amount of sensory load as somebody living in the 1970s would receive in a whole year. In a whole year. In a whole year. That's crazy to me. And that's a way... If you need to, that is a way to kind of soften your jaw and drop your shoulders immediately (laughs) to remember that we are living in a time where we are, you know, we are living in a time where it's almost impossible to not hold some kind of anxiety. But when you connect to your emotional body, when you connect to that anxiety, when you give it attention, you may be surprised to find, to find that that anxiety is trying to tell you something that you might have forgotten, but that you need to know to live a more balanced, aligned, and just happier life. I mean, that's the whole point of all of this healing, spiritual journey, intuitive development, I believe anyway. The whole point is to live the life that you're supposed to live so that you're not questioning and searching and looking outside of yourself for your contentment to be satisfied. That's how you find your purpose. When you're able to connect to yourself In connecting to your emotional body, it's the fastest way to start to connect to your authentic self, to your true heart, to who you are and what you can do in this lifetime. And then maybe you're actually enjoying your life fully without yearning and dreaming and wanting, without comparing yourself, without being jealous of others, to allow yourself to be yourself, 
which sounds so simple, but is, in my experience, personally, and with the people I work with, and just the people in my life, this is not an easy task. But if we could all do that, the world would be, ah, the world would be a really beautiful place. So thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. Please reach out with any questions or ideas that may have come up for you during this episode. I love to connect and chat about, you know, all things intuition, which is why I'm even doing this podcast. (laughs) You can follow me and message me on my Instagram at treenlight or email at hellotreenlight at gmail.com. I'll leave both of those in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you, truly. And if you feel called to leave a five-star review on iTunes to help others find this podcast, that would be incredibly generous. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. Be kind to yourself, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.